0: Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup. With great odds, great promos, and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gamblers' help, call 1800 858 858. Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz. Mark Stafford, kicking back and talking sport all afternoon. It's Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. It's time for the Jeremy Paul Show with your hosts Mark Stafford and Jeremy Paul. Jeremy Paul Show. He's back! He's back! Our favourite Wallaby, a Kiwi Wallaby, uh, Jeremiah Paul joins us on the show. Good to have you back, brother. Kia ora, bro.
1: Hello, Fano. Uh, yes. It is good to be back. I love listening to that tune. <laughs> runs up my day. Mate, Actually, you... i got to kick off. Yeah. Bro, I've got to kick off straight off the bat. Leanne and Palmerston North, hope you are listening. Thank you for your wonderful, wonderful message. Uh sent a wonderful message and You sent me a photo of it, bro, the, the other week and absolutely made my day. So, Leanne, hope you're having a wonderful day in Palmy North.
0: Leanne and Palmy North, if you're listening, just – just say, yep, I heard it. Love you, JP. Or whatever you want to say. I'm not going to tell you what to say. But you are back. You are back. Um, I've got questions that are coming. Questions for JP. He's got, we're going to keep them after the news, actually. So get your questions. And I've got some goodies. Got some beauties. But JP, uh, I don't know how crook you were. Oh, I know you were very crook because you couldn't talk to us on Friday. But did you manage to take in any of the Women's Rugby World Cup final?
1: Mate, I did. I did. Look, I, I caught up during the week. Um... It's always good when the kids go to bed, Mrs. in bed. I can actually lay down and watch sport. <laughs> um, and wasn't there a plethora of sport on? Uh, rugby league final, cricket T20. Um, we had the obviously the the women's uh, rugby league. Oh, rugby league as well. Um, oh, it's just happening everywhere. But look, the World Cup final. What controversy, bro? What controversy? Oh my goodness! Oh, wow. Um, and I tell you what, a good game is when a hooker scores a hat trick and props score tries. Like, it's arguably my favorite game in the world. So, um, that uh, actually, that, that uh, England's uh, more gave me nightmares of that British and Irish lines <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> more than they used to do. Fantastic structure. Um, but what a game. Look, red card. Um, wow really changed the complex of the game, right? It um, uh, it was uh, – in the way it's ruled these days, um, you can't argue with that. Mm. Like it was a red card all day, every card. But it's definitely something I think we need to look at, um, particularly when you're talking about a World Cup final, right? Um, I love the way that Super Rugby this year had a red card for 20 minutes and allowed a player to come back on. Mm. Um, I really think – especially in an accidental – like there was – like she came with force because you have to come with force. Like you you don't go into – like if you don't go in tackling as hard as what they're running, you're going to get hurt. You try going in with limited force to a guy like Jonah Lomu and you would get spat out the back end by no end. He would just trample you like say, we've seen it many times before. So you have to go in as hard and, you know, technically, uh, yes, potentially she should have dropped but – it just changes the whole complexity of a game, and uh, but to New Zealand's uh, to England's credit, actually, um, mate, didn't they fight on and keep a game of it? And but the uh, but the New Zealand side were just too good, man, and and deserved. Um, I did say to the uh, rugby news editor because uh, I'm bringing out another article at the end of this month for next uh, for next um, issue uh, next month. I'm wrapping up the Wallabies. That's going to be a tough article to write, but. Um, <laughs> but uh, i said look i think it's new zealand's tournament to lose even though england were the red hot favorites i think playing at home having that crowd um yeah what what a what a great example of where the women's game um is and and can be mm. um, so Congratulations to, to all the all the players that contributed such a wonderful World Cup.
0: Now you will remember Ken, uh our blues man, Ken. He's oh, text he's yes. texting and said, uh, Steffi, can you please play JP the Italian national anthem? Uh <laughs> but truly they will come right if selection's done properly, eh Jeremy?
1: Bro, Ken, you're off the Christmas list. Um, <laughs> mate, that's that's a low blow. Um, <laughs> man, considering Last time I played Italy, we won like 87-something or 90-something. Look, Italy has come a long way. We saw them beat Wales um, in their last Six Nations game. Um, uh, That little uh, fullback, what's his name, Cortese or something? What's his name? Um, God, he's a nippy little player and creates a lot of opportunity. But, look... (laughs) The penalties, the discipline was just – it's been out of control for the Wallabies for a while. Um, look, I, I, selections, no. Look, nothing to do with, with supposedly a second-string side. It's not at all. Look, injuries have played a major impact on Wallaby selections, but you're also going into a Rugby World Cup next year. What you do with a Rugby World Cup is you, you, you can't win a Rugby World Cup with just – 15 players, or obviously you can't win a game without 22, but you can't win a rugby world cup without 31 or 32 players. I think they're allowed to have, because you see what everyone's got to understand with a rugby world cup is it's not your playing, it's the training, it's the intensity off the field, and it's the work that you do, and how you create that work and that intensity is your squad. So you've so Dave Rennie has to build a squad, and yes, we've got. See, the problem, I think, with Australia now at the moment is we've got, and this is, look, I don't want to sound harsh here, but we kind of got three good players or two good players, two to three good players in position that are kind of, me- not mediocre players, but um, aren't at that still, that high test quality level. But in terms of the level where the Wallabies are at, they are, as they, take the halfbacks, like you've got Nick White, um, Jake Gordon and Tate McDermott. We've been wanting to see more of Tate McDermott, so much more. But Jake Gordon and Nick White have been playing the house down. So we, I, I, I completely disagree that it was a second-string side. Like, I actually thought um, it was a, a decent side to go out there and perform well. Um, when you drop, when you don't catch the ball off the kickoff, that just sends a shudder down my spine. When I watched the game um, during the week and, and saw the kickoff, like, First play of the game, straight over the top. Like, we actually with the Brumbies, we used to call it a horse because there was this bloke whose nickname was horse, and he was the second row. And every time he went up for the ball, he'd go, My ball, and he'd do that every time, miss it, he'd miss it every time. <laughs> so you'd go, Oh, I just horse myself. Um, but it, it, mistakes, um, you know, and and look, that. The intensity by the Italians and their ability to get over the advantage line was just it, it's their game and how much it's improved is just oh, it's astronomical. So, credit to the Italians, but we did not, I suppose, we didn't respect them as much and didn't get across in that physicality, so to speak, like across that advantage line. Um, they were constantly not only the 15 penalties, but I think they had four or five turnovers in key. In, in really key timings of the game when we were starting to get a bit of momentum. So our breakdown, our connection to the breakdown, um, you know, we're lacking in that area. So, look, I, I, again, I don't think it was because of the second-string side. I just think that's where the Wallabies are at at the moment.
0: Mm. We've had a text from Leanne. Oh, Leanne! She says, I'm listening. My favourite part of Friday, Leanne from Palmy. There you
1: are. I'm There we are. Made my day, Leanne. Hope you have a fabulous weekend.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm going to get to this weekend's uh, international fixtures, of course. Let's get to some other. We'll do that after the news. Uh, Question for JP. If you were a professional wrestler, what would your name and gimmick be?
1: Ooh. (laughs) Remember the old Bushwhackers? Yes. Remember those lads? Remember (laughs) when they first started? The old Bushwhackers from New Zealand. Bam, bam, Bigelow. Oh, he's to like, uh, the ultimate warrior. He was—he
0: was my favorite. The
1: ultimate, oh, the ultimate! Didn't mind a bit of old Rancho Randy Savage though. It's like, uh, now you would be Jake the Snake, wouldn't you? You little snake,
0: right? <laughs> Jake the Snake Roberts and the Million the Dollar snake. Man, Ted DiBiase. Oh, there he is, yeah. Brett the
1: Hitman Hart, Honky
0: Tonk oh, Man, Hexxel oh, Jim Sean Duggan. Michaels. Oh, yeah, Axel Rowdy Piper. Oh, um, Rowdy Roddy Piper. The Bulldog.
1: Yeah. The British Bulldogs. Oh, who was the, yeah, who was the cool.
0: singer? Who was the singing guy? Um, uh, oh. No. No, no they
1: got
0: me there. No. Well, maybe it was the honky-tonk No, there was a, there was a nuggety guy. In, in the New Zealand days, it was King Curtis and Samoan Joe and Sivi Yafi Tarragaga and yeah, Mark yeah, Lewin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. Yeah. Good times. Oh mate, great. Oh
1: that that was that was the year that's when I was still in New Zealand actually when I was growing up and we were um... Uh, that's when it first hit in New Zealand for me back in the uh, late 80s and I used to love it Mm. It
0: the reason the the wrestling's come to the fore we just actually had on the show Daniel Vito who played 150 games of NRL probably most famously for the Broncos and had 10 games for Samoa Rugby League he is now a WWE wrestler called Zion Quinn and we just had him on the show and that's why the wrestling things come up yeah, yeah,
1: man, he was—he was a big unit. You know, he also played for Saint George too. Yeah, he um, did. He—he he was a big lump of a lad, wasn't he, and incredibly powerful. Um, and I thought could have actually, because he just had that big size about him on the wing, right? Um, but never really made the heights in rugby league. Um, and tra- I remember him choosing that, actually. Good on him. Well done, man. That's awesome, isn't it, when you see stuff like that?
0: Yeah, got a question here from Mark saying, question for JP, can you ask him if he thinks it's fair if an Australian refs a World Cup final that Australia are involved in? So that's both the men's and women's World Cup games.
1: Oh, look, refereeing these days, they go on the top ten, right? As I've said earlier on the show, a couple of times, first time we ever won a game in South Africa for the Brumbies after four years of travelling is when we had a neutral referee. <laughs> um, now with the TMO, you, you, like the, I, I don't really think it's about neutral referees anymore. Um, I think whoever's the best referee um, should be given the game. But I'm sorry, and I'm not having a crack at referees because we need referees, but the inconsistencies of country to country is is killing the game. Um, you know, we saw uh, the South African with Wayne Barnes, like 101 tests he's done. And like, I, that wasn't a try, man. That was not a try. <laughs> mm. Like, like he commando crawled. Like, he, he had three double movements there. Mm. Like, it was just, and I just think that, um those sort of little in, little inconsistencies in how we referee the game and um and and look at the world cup final too with the uh, uh new zealand and england like they said hit shoulder with the um the young flanker that got simbid for 10 minutes mm. um it hit the shoulder first and then the head you're still making contact with the head, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you know, like where's like where's the consistency there? So, oh, mate, I don't care who's refereeing as long as it's consistent to what the refereeing is throughout the tournament. And I just, I feel that's a big impact in our game at the moment.
0: Yeah, me too. JP, hold on there for the new and Weather with Johnny. Mac, we'll come back to you shortly. We'll have a look ahead to uh, this weekend's internationals. Any questions for JP? Double eight, double three. but it's news time with Johnny. now. Ha! Tunes, Kiwi tunes from Arabinio, but we go back to JP. Uh, we got a text, not really a question, uh, JP, but one of our great listeners, Ed. He's he's ninety uh, hard. He said, "Brother JP, you and I both played against Jonah. I tried to smash him playing sevens for East Coast. Mean that's from Ed." <laughs>
1: Yeah, good luck with that. Hope uh <laughs> I'm pretty sure you would have got the result as every other person too. Before you got used as a judder bar.
0: Uh before we go, rugby, someone's asked uh your opinion what's gonna happen in the rugby league world cup final, Aussie versus Samoa.
1: Oh, Look, class, it's like the it's like the soccer world cup, right? That was about about to send on the world uh in next week and um Australia are playing France in their first round, right in the Soccer World Cup. And here in Australia, all the news is oh, Australian spirit, fighting spirit. And look, the sun will shine on a, on a dog's bum every once in a while, so you never know. Like the, uh, <laughs> you know, um, the underdog might get up, like or have a good game, but you've got to look at the class and. You know, when you've got a French side where one player is worth the entire A League, um, they don't really have a they don't really have a chance. But they can they can fight now. Now, in terms of the comparison of Samoa and, and the Kangaroos, the Kangaroos are just littered like they, their bench or their squad, their their non-starting sort of thirteen to seventeen, could easily be playing in the World Cup final against them, like because it's the NRL, right? Mm. Um, but if Samoa um, can complete sets. Rugby league is very simple, and that's why I love the game. Like you complete your sets, um, you make your tackles, and you get into that that grind. I love when you get into the grind, and something that all codes um, can take away for, in their own respected sports, particularly rugby union. You've got to get in the grind, man. You can't just allow people to score, and you, you you've got to continually apply that pressure by just maintaining the ball kick for good territory, and make them work to get out of it. And that's what Samoa has to do. Like, they just have to make every tackle. They have to make sure they complete every set. And they could be a roughie with a chance. You never know. The sun, the sun might be shining.
0: Mm, they might be. Um, <clears throat> two rugby tests, obviously the All Blacks, but let's start with Aussie against Ireland. I'm really interested to see how they bounce back from a disappointing last week, taking on Ireland, who have been the world's nemesis this year.
1: Oh look, Ireland are the best side, right? Like they are. <laughs> yeah, they, they've they, their cohesion is just um, the kids. A lot of the players within the island side have played together, so their cohesion is is right up there with respects world to world's rugby, and. We look at the changes with the Wallabies. Look, I, I like obviously seeing Michael Hooper back any time we get to see Michael Hooper back on the field. But whether or not we're going to get, like, you know, world-class Michael Hooper because of the lack of rugby he's played. Um, love Rob Valentini being back. And, and Jed Holloway, I think, is a genuine six for us. So um, I love the back row changes. Um, front row, James Slipper coming back in brings a world of experience. Obviously Nick White and, and Bernard Foley as well, running the show in terms of the spine, still got issues around that 12, 13. I think when Karevi is, is there, I think it'll make a huge difference. Um, cause he's just such a big body and he's, and he can obviously, um, got silky hands. So look, Hunter Paisami and, and tell I think have been, again, it's that combination and cohesion of not playing much together. And, um, you know, and having having um, uh, Callaway back at fullback, I think, will show a little bit. Look, young Jock Campbell. We said he might get a start this year, All right, Look, and he's only a little fella, so I think he's he's got to go back and work on a little bit more of his um, uh, sort of upper body strength. But no, I like this side. Look, they again, it's getting in the grind, isn't it, bro? Like, give not giving away easy penalties so they can get out of their territory and piggyback mm. up off the field. Um, you know, you you've got to have that connection when you have the ball. Like the, the main main part about rugby union, is is recycling ball and getting over that sort of ten phases, and the only way you do that is that connection between players. Um, and what we've seen with Northern Hemisphere rugby, probably bigger than anything else, um, is being they're um, attacking, they're jackaline at the, at the breakdown. Have you noticed over these these tests just how much ball? That the, that the Northern Hemisphere teams mm. are pilfering. Mm. Like, it's, it's actually – it's as though they've – like, the last four or five years through their academies are just going, no, we're not going to learn how to – well, obviously, still doing catch and pass and all these other things, but really had a, a, a dynamic of um, focus on the breakdown. So, you, you they, they have to make sure. And then and, – and Ireland are playing the way I think the game – I've been saying for about five years now – got to align itself more with rugby league in terms of those running options those dummy runners you watch this weekend man where the channel is where you need to attack is two passes off the ruck none of this like passing one off and that no look pass because they'll just smash it It needs to go one more pass so you need to have that little dummy runner and and Ireland are the best exponents of it you'll see their first ball runner off the ruck will do a little behind the play, block of play, and then you'll see another one outside of that with ball runners running all over the place. So it it puts a lot of pressure sort of 10 to 15 metres off either side of the ruck because majority of your players are surrounded around the ruck and defence. So um, they're good exponents of it. Everyone knows this this real clarity in terms of running position. So now Ireland made a, it's going to be a tough ask Look, you'd, you'd, you know, with your head, you'd have to think it's Ireland. But I think, if, again, if, if the Wallabies can show up and get into that grind, then, you know, we're a chance.
0: England All Blacks. <clears throat> I had a look back. <laughs> England 2022 have lost to Scotland, lost to Ireland, lost to France, lost to the Barbarians, lost to Australia, lost to Argentina. Not their greatest season. All Blacks, not their greatest season. But they have won their last, I think, seven in a row, a human, but yeah. for me, JP, Definitely. me, Owen Farrell, 12 jersey, Geordie Barrett, 12 jersey, ding, ding, seconds out, round one.
1: Great, great matchup, isn't it? Mm. Um, look, poor David Ovely has struggled there. Like, I mean, you, again, you need to be informed whether or not he's got a few niggling, um, but Geordie Barrett, because it also allows Richard Moonga to come back, get a 10 and keep Bowdoin Barrett on the field, right? Mm. Um, I think, um, look, at Scotland last week, watching that game, yeah, they, they jumped out to a lead, but the All Blacks had all the ball. Like um, They're just lacking that final polish, aren't they? Like that final punch. Um, and they've, they've been also using comb- different combinations as well. Like I think, um, you know, the hooking position has been fiercely competitive. Like Cody Taylor and um, how do you say that name? Samsoni um, Tokiaho. Takeahoe, mm. what a player!
0: I know, My right? God.
1: He's as wide as he is tall. Like he is <laughs> just, he's just pure power, isn't he? And and knows how to get to the try line. Like I, I love, like when you play with players, bro. Like you, you, like guys that instinctively know how to get to the trial line and and get the ball over like and and mate he knows how to do that so oh, look, i look i like this side um it's great to see that talia like what a, i mean you've got a production line of wingers but mm. i thought talia was one of the best wingers in in super rugby this year and it's it's great to see he's been rewarded and um look i look i I think Caleb Clark is still learning too. Look, I think the, uh, like Scotland and a lot of the sides have have aimed at him because of his defensive, defensive positioning. I think he's still learning when to come in, when to stay out. Um, so I think they'll tack down his wing. But... England are a confident side, man. They have to be winning games to be able to play at their best. And I just don't think they're at their best at the moment. I think you, what you alluded to earlier in terms of um, losing games against sides that they should have won and a um, lot of pressure on Eddie. And having been with Eddie during the good times and the bad, um, and I'm sure he's learned from this, but like, you know, a decade later, but he when he's under a bit of pressure... Uh, he becomes a lot more man managed, so it'd be interesting to see what the camp is like there, and and of course, man, uh, Brodie Retallick. Imagine bringing that beast of a man into a into a squad. Mm. Just not not just what he does on the field, but just the oh, it's Brody like he's back. It's, you know, it's <laughs> Jesus, um, hundredth oh God, test guys. match too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, look, he's got, he's just remarkable, man. I, I, I just, I've, I said it when I first saw him play over a decade ago. Uh, I said this guy's going to be incredible. He won the IRB Player I think the following year. So, of the world, um, the great inclusion into the side. So, I think, um, and I think they got a little bit more, um, like putting Bowden Barrett there. They're going to help with their lineout because England has a very ferocious defensive lineout. So. Like, I like what they've done with Barrett, putting them there, because um, even though Akira Ioani is, is a good player, um, their line-out suffers when you have, you know, Papali'i, Artie Severe and and Ioni um, in that back row. So, you know, now having Barrett will be another genuine third option for them, mm. obviously, then using Papali'i or Sevilla, mm. um in different options. So, yeah, look, it'll be a tough game, but look, the All Blacks, coming off seven wins, really. We we'll want to finish this tour off and finish it off well and go on holiday and have some kai and some bills.
0: Yes, that's it, bro. Mate, we got to scoot. We're way over time. But uh, love you. Talk to you next week, bro.
1: Thank you, brother. See you next week, my man.
0: JP, the Jeremy Paul Show. If you want to play The Vault, call us now, 0800-150-811. It's worth 150 today, TRB bonus bet. Play The Vault, 0800-150-811.